Praise the Lord and welcome to our Hebrews Bible study here on a beautiful Monday morning in the northeast part of Texas. It's 67 degrees here and that's just a, a really a message to all my good friends, brothers and sisters that live in the north part of this country. We were just there last weekend and it was cold and snowy and and today it, here in the piney woods of northeast Texas it's supposed to be sunny this afternoon in 70 degrees praise God there's lots there's jobs and homes and all kind of good things we're just waiting for you to come be a part of this good weather praise God <laughs> hallelujah to the Lamb of God great to be in my office with you this morning here live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and everything we do will after it's been broadcast be up loaded to the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website thecrosswaychurch.com and also on the Spreaker app you can get on your phone is the audio. You can follow me along there, get alerts when I go live and uh, we just praise the Lord. This is Hebrews chapter 1 part 10 today on this 25th day of January 2021. Let, just let me say how uh, encouraged I was from from the service yesterday here at Crossway Church. The worship, the word, the response of the people of God to the word of God. And even those who watch abroad, we just are so appreciative and thankful for you, your participation in the worship service, even if it's online. You're hearing God's word, worshiping with us, and learning to grow in the in the very truth of God's Word expanding and prospering in our hearts. And I praise God for that. We believe the Lord is coming very soon, probably this year. And, uh, and I'm thankful that I can uh, be found looking for Him by the grace of God and learning of Him in the Scriptures, praise God. And we're just so excited again. This is part 10 today of Hebrews chapter 1. And I pray that as we go through this teaching today, God would touch our hearts in such a way that the Word of God would move us. When faith comes, that His faith would move us into a place of better living, a place of better responding, a place of better fruit bearing in our lives. Maybe you need a touch in your physical body today. I pray that as we uh, point to the very power of God's Word, the power of Christ, which is what He did at Calvary, that the Lord today would touch your body and bring you to a place of wholeness and healing and recovery, that today would be the day that you find the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ at work in your life as He rebukes those very spirits of infirmity that have tried to attack you and, and, and cause their prosperity in your body. I pray that today would be the day that God's Word would find a place of prosperity in your heart and the will of God carried out for the magnification of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and, the, and, and for our Heavenly Father to be glorified today. Today, today is the day. Hallelujah. Expect big from a big God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says, You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Now this is prophetic 
of the Lord Jesus Christ quoted from Psalms chapter 45 verses 6 and 7. Let me read that to you because the writer of Hebrews, let's get it right this morning, the Holy Spirit reaches back from the book of Psalms, the great psalmist, the, 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 those words that Jesus said were concerning him. The scriptures are about him. The volume of the book was written of him. He told the two disciples on the road to Emmaus that the law, the prophets and the Psalms were concerning him. He spoke of himself throughout all the scriptures and that's what we need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us Christ. Hallelujah. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us Christ in the scriptures for it is his faith that comes in his faith. The apostle Paul said that we live by in Galatians 2.20, praise God. Psalms 45 verses 6 and 7 is where the Holy Spirit reaches back to bring old covenant type and shadow into the reality of the person and the work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. Watch this, Psalms 45, 6 and 7. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a right scepter, that scepter of righteousness. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above your fellows. That's powerful, isn't it, this morning? Because he loved righteousness. He is our king of righteousness. And he loved righteousness, the Bible says, and hated iniquity. And now we need to talk about that just for a moment because if the more we love righteousness the more we will hate iniquity. And the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. But listen, we can't hate evil properly unless we're loving righteousness properly. Oh, we need to get a hold of this this morning. The, the strong delusion that the, that the Lord will give those uh, who, who are rejecting Him. Listen to what 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 say. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Who are those who are perishing? Those who think that the preaching of the cross is foolishness. Because they receive not, it doesn't say because they receive not the truth, get this now, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. It's a, it's a love for the truth that moves us into a love for righteousness because it's through the truth that righteousness is revealed and experienced, not just initially becoming righteous, but daily bearing forth the fruits of Christ's righteousness. Get this now. They received not the love of the truth. Do you love the truth? Or do you love their singing? Do you love the truth? Or do you love the, 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 what goes on in some uh, spiritual seeming to be atmosphere? Do you love the truth? Are you learning the truth? Paul told Timothy that in the last days the folks would ever be learning but not able to to come to the truth. And the only reason somebody can't make it to the truth is because they're not hearing God's word in its righteous context. 
You need to understand that. The righteous context is Christ and Him crucified. We, we need to understand that. But they, 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 they're given strong delusion that they'll believe a lie, the Bible says, because they receive not the love of the truth. A love for the truth is a love for righteousness. And going that direction, my friend, is a hate. It, it's a hate for iniquity. And we need, we need to understand that. I, I have some things written here. Love, the Bible says, in the last days will wax cold because iniquity is abounding. Let us get serious in this very moment and ask ourselves, is our love for righteousness increasing? For that is the only thing that will allow iniquity not to abound. One of the two things is abounding. My love for righteousness or iniquity. One of the two things is abounding. Am I waxing cold from a love for the truth? which is, by the way, what gives me the picture and the experience initially and daily of His righteousness. Write this down. Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Deceit is something that has an appearance to be right, but it's not right. It's, 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 it's what the Bible differentiates between the bread of life and the bread of deceit. There is, a, there is a table that Satan and his ministers, and sometimes that be Christian ministers who are under his influence, come on now, it's just the way it is, who are, who are putting the bread of deceit on the table. What, what, what would be a good example of the bread of deceit? The, the minister putting something on the table and telling you if you do these three things, then you will find the deliverance of God. You will find maybe they're telling you you'll be saved by God or, or you can carry out the, 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 the fruits of righteousness if you do these three things. It moves our faith away from Christ and His doing, His work, finished work at Calvary to what we're doing now. And make no mistake about it, we are called to walk in good works, ordained to them, but they're in Christ. So we must know what it means to walk in Him. And the Bible says in Colossians 2 and 6, as we have therefore received Him, and we received Him exclusively, by faith in what He did on the cross for us, like so are we to walk in Him. So when we move our faith from the cross to the government of twelve, the purpose driven, the, the walk of Emmaus, the words we speak, the money we give, the, the things, we, anything we do moves it from Christ's righteousness being imparted in and through us through the fruits through our faith in His cross, to what we're doing. And again, as we said in, at the onset of this session, it's either Christ's righteousness or it's self-righteousness. It's so easy. So the bread of deceit is what's put on the table, table that has a picture, shows you something, but it's not righteousness. 
Righteousness can only be seen as we look to the cross for there is no other place it comes from to make us righteous, to robe us in His righteousness, for us to be able to by His Spirit carry out daily the fruits of His righteousness. Would you take a little homework assignment today? Would you get your pen, your pencil, your paper or get ready to copy and paste? into? I want you to take these two scriptures today and I really pray the Lord would show you at at a greater, more in-depth look at what I'm saying right now. Isaiah 32 and 17 says the work, Isaiah 32 and 17 says the work of righteousness is peace. The work of righteousness is peace. Christ in Colossians 1 and 20. Here's your other verse to to put down, to look at both of them and to let the Holy Spirit rightly divide these scriptures in your heart. Let let the Holy Spirit find ground to, to, to engraft this into your soul. He made our peace. Colossians 1 and 20. He made our peace by the blood of His cross. Yet Isaiah prophesied and said the work of righteousness is peace. But the work of righteousness for our peace was the shedding of the blood of Jesus. You hear that precious rain falling out there? Oh, it's falling in here too on the hearts of those God has been able to bring back to this path of light, this path of righteousness, this way of the cross that the Bible calls the Holy Commandment, 2 Peter 2 and 21. Don't forsake it. Don't turn away from it. It's the only path God has set before His people, the way of righteousness. Uh, Psalms 85, 13 says that righteousness went before Him that it might set us in His footsteps. Glory be to God. Jesus loved righteousness and hated iniquity. And you and I, if we're not learning to love righteousness then we're not going to have a more and more hate for iniquity. And my friend, I'm not talking about a hate for the iniquity that's out in the world and taking over the world and and we just sit back and say, I just can't believe this is happening to our nation and I can't believe this. I look and I see, I look and I see. It's just so evil. No, my friend, this is talking about you and me. If the more I love righteousness, the more I'll hate the iniquity that I see trying, attempting to grab a hold of me and abound in my heart and prevent me from daily denying myself, taking up my cross again today and following my Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This iniquity that abounds, the Bible says, is what causes love to wax cold. And it's your choice, my friend, today on this 25th day of January in 2021. You and I get to look to Christ and what He did for us at Calvary, declaring that He alone is my righteousness. That blood He shed has given me His robe of righteousness, made me a servant of righteousness, put me on the path of righteousness, allowed me to hunger for his righteousness so that he can fill me with the fruits of his righteousness. He's taught me that if I'll seek his kingdom, his kingdom of righteousness first, that he will add everything to my life and that because he's defeated the enemy at the cross, hallelujah, where he did the work of righteousness, 
that because he defeated the enemy, delivered us from the enemy's hand, the Bible says in Luke 1, 74 and 75, that we can serve him all the days of our lives without fear in righteousness and true holiness. And Isaiah prophesied in chapter 54 verse 14 that in righteousness God establishes his people and the promise when he's able to do that, when we keep our faith in the cross, is that fear and oppression will be far from us. Hallelujah. And we're living in a time right now that if we don't understand the truth like we should, if we don't have a love for the truth like we should, which moves into to a love for his righteousness, then iniquity without doubt will abound. And I may sit at home and point out all the wrong that's going on in the neighbor's lives and all the wrong that's going on in the political realm. And, and, and I may at the end of it say, well, I know I'm not perfect either. And that's, boy, we've been crippled and paralyzed and just pretty much right there is where we've been. But I know I'm not perfect either. But we say that with about 5% of our heart and not 95% of our heart, we're looking at all the sin and all the iniquity out there and, and, and we don't really, our hate for iniquity is not growing because our love for iniqui, our love for righteousness is not growing. Hallelujah. We need to have a greater love for the righteousness of Christ today than ever before. You need to understand that one of the two is going to be supreme in your heart. One of the two is going to be uh, taken over. In these last days, love will wax cold because iniquity abounds. We will make, listen, the church is making every excuse as why they, they just being so uh, desensitized slowly but gradually moving right into the place where we're just accepting iniquity instead of hating iniquity. We're, we're the, the, somebody's son or daughter comes home and says, I, I, you know, I, I've, uh, the daughter says, I've got a girlfriend, or the son says, I've got a boyfriend. And, and this spirit of perverseness, this spirit of lust, this spirit of homosexuality and lesbianism, which is an abomination to God, that sin is an abomination to God. And because it, our son or our daughter, or our nephew or our whoever comes home, then, then instead of standing against that with this love of righteousness we have, if we don't have a love of righteousness, a love for God's righteousness through faith in what Christ did on the cross and it growing in our heart more and more every day, we're going to be desensitized for that which we are accepting now. That is iniquity abounding. Iniquity abounding is us, the church, being desensitized and thinking that things are, it's okay. Maybe, maybe we do need to change with the culture. Listen, God is unmovable. God is unchangeable. He cannot be changed and his word is who he is. Glory to God. The days ahead will prove to be tough. The days ahead will prove to be very dark in this world, but they will for those where a love for righteousness Righteousness is found proved to be a, a light shining greater than ever before on the path God has set before us. 
The Bible declares that Jesus has loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Oh, and we're moving in one of those directions. People, people of God come back to the cross, never leave there. Look at it and see the beauty of it. In the natural, it appears to be uh, just a defeated man and that God had stricken him uh, just, uh, we, we esteemed him stricken of God. We thought it was the end that whatever power he had had before is, is taken from him now and he's no different than anybody else. But in all reality, when you see by faith in who Jesus Christ is that he was doing the work of righteousness by a love for righteousness there on the cross in a humble, obedient act of death for you and me, that that work could become the new and living way into His righteous kingdom. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you loving His righteousness more now than ever before? Are you loving to look at God's Word in the light of who Christ is and what He did on the cross for you? Are you finding yourself throwing away books that you've read and trusted in and highlighted all in and now admitting you've been wrong? I've got fewer books now than I used to have, but the ones I've got now are pointing to Christ and what He did at Calvary. Oh, I don't need all the things that, that, that used to uh, just say good things and positive things. It's not about good and positive. It's it's about truth and righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read this again in verse 9. You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, 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 for that God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Hallelujah. Your companions. There's what it means. So let me tell you something. Those who... God is able to bring back to their first love, back to faith in the cross alone and ridding themselves of all the object of faith that our flesh has lusted after and drawn us away to as we were, 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 were lured into by our own flesh now. By our own flesh we were lured into these Traps. The Bible calls the fear of men wanting to fit in, wanting to find a social place, wanting to try to find this must be it. And, and in all reality, we were sincerely looking for what would move God, not knowing that it was the cross that moved Him to move, to be able to move into our lives, to be able to begin that good work in us, to be able to, to, to work the work of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives through that work of righteousness at Calvary. Are you loving Jesus and what He did at Calvary for you more and more and more every day? Or are you one who is still haven't quite come to the conclusion that the cross is really the answer for all things? Well, uh, God forbid, the Bible says, God forbids... When the Apostle Paul says, God forbid, he means the Holy Spirit was speaking through him, telling him, God forbids that we boast in anything other than the cross of Christ through which I'm crucified to the world and its iniquity and it unto me. And now I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus, my righteous King, who if allowed to continue the good work in me that he began upon my initial faith in his righteous work at Calvary, will carry it out even to the day that he comes for me. Glory to God. I don't want to be found with a stained 
garment as the church in Sardis was found in Revelation chapter 3. I, I don't want a, a stained, defiled garment. I, I want this garment of righteousness to, to be unstained. And sin is not what stains our garment of righteousness. What stains our garment of righteousness is trusting in something other than the cross of Christ by which we, through which we received the garment of righteousness. So let's look at this now. You've loved righteousness. Speaking of Jesus here, this, this, the Holy Spirit uses this letter of Hebrews to exalt Jesus over the angels, to exalt Jesus over Moses and all that's been carried out before he showed up as the Redeemer. That's what this letter is about. That's why slowly but surely he makes it to the point of, of even pointing out uh, that Jesus is after the order of Melchizedek we read about in Genesis that, and that this priesthood is greater and it's a new priesthood which he talks about here in, in the book of Hebrews and it's so wonderful to be learning of Christ. <laughs> not, not of men but learning Christ in the scriptures. Hallelujah. He says because you've loved righteousness and hated iniquity even your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. This gives us a, 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 a picture also of when the Lord says today this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it. If you're looking unto Calvary, my friend, you're not waiting on just the right physical feelings. You're not waiting on just the right financial things to happen. Listen, if you love God's truth and God's righteousness, then you're going to be glad today. I don't care what bad takes place. It might make us feel bad, but overall, listen, within that feeling bad over what we see and what we have to deal with, no matter what it is, there is a gladness of heart. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a gladness of heart that comes with loving righteousness. It's more, you, you're not going to get this gladness just because you go to a church. You're not going to get this gladness of heart just because you put money in an offering plate. You're going to, listen, this gladness of heart takes place by the Holy Spirit makes me glad. Glory to God in spite of everything else. When I'm loving righteousness, when I'm believing the truth, He's speaking to me, trying to guide me into Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, He will speak the truth and guide you into all truth. Well listen Remember Proverbs 12, 17. Write it down. Let your eye bubs look upon the wonderful words of life. He that speaks truth, that's what the Holy Spirit speaks. He is truth, 1 John chapter 5. The Holy Spirit is truth. He speaks truth. He will guide us into all truth. And the picture that shows to us through us hearing truth properly is His righteousness. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. This is the righteousness of God. This is the righteousness of Christ that is shown in truth. If we're sitting under a minister or listening to a minister who's putting the word of God out there for us to hear, if it does not give us a picture of the righteousness of Christ, that means the fruit of our faith in His work 
at the cross, then our love for righteousness is not going to grow because our faith is in something he's telling us to do, to try harder, to, to do these three things and, 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 and to not really, you know, they, they will point, direct you away from those preachers who preach the narrowness of the gospel. Let me tell you something, when they get to heaven, if they make it, they're going to have a good talk with Noah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Noah let them know how narrow it was. And this way is very narrow. And God's not excluding anybody from it. He's calling all to it. His loving kindness draws all of humanity, but it's only the blood that draws us near. Jeremiah 31 and 3, God's loving kindness is drawing all, even though most don't know what it is. But Ephesians 2.13 tells us it's the blood of Jesus that brings us near to God. Hallelujah. We need to know that. Mm powerful this morning. Great broadcast. Love the Bible study. I believe God is going to impart some meat to the hungry of heart. I believe he's going to do it in the book of Hebrews because he's pouring out the truth of his word like never before and not just because God chose a time to do it but because he found a people who would Come back to faith and grace. It's a choice, my friend. We're not robots. When, when you get honest with yourself and admit that all you've trusted in has not worked, and if you're not doing that other than what Christ did at Calvary, that you're not being honest with yourself. You're opposing yourself. You're lying to yourself because if anything you're doing is working, Jesus at dying on the cross was a waste of time. Amen, Brother Curtis. And it's no, 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 no. It's not what Jesus did and now what I do also, I didn't save myself. I can't sanctify myself. I cannot deliver myself. I can trust in Jesus. Here it comes. Finished work. Period. Finished. It's not Christ and him crucified and what I do. No, that second and eliminates me from really growing in a love for His righteousness. That second and behind Christ and Him crucified and something I do, uh, that second and eliminates me. Read the book of Galatians if you disagree with me. You'll find Paul telling that church there, you've fallen from grace. Christ can no longer profit you, no longer affect you. These are not, that, that word wasn't to lost people in the church. That was to a born again, spirit filled people of God, the church in Galatia. This has been a great broadcast today. Of course, we're out of time. Uh, I love this and I, let me say it again. I believe Unless the Lord comes for us before we get through. The Lord is going to pour out truth in the scriptures like never before because when he gets you back to the proper place of hearing, then faith can come and when faith comes, faith overcomes anything that prevents us from moving forward into the will of God, from running this race of victory that we've been offered by Christ and has been set before us, this way of righteousness that's been set before us. So join us each Monday and Thursday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page, or again, you can watch it as they're uploaded later to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to sow into good ground. 
where you're hearing the truth, learning to love righteousness and becoming a part of where God is moving mightily. Hallelujah. And that's through ministries that are declaring God's word in the light of the one who is the light and what he did at Calvary to become that light to all who will believe. Praise the Lord. You can give at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word give to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless.